0: I'm Derek, one of the hosts of Return to Oswald. Return to Oswald is a podcast about the iconic HBO show Oz. And we started it quite simply because my friend Brandon has never seen a single episode and we loved living through its horror. Scar, Brandon, and myself get together every Tuesday and discuss this show episode by episode, season by season. We have great conversations and nothing gets held back we respect each other too much to lie and we talk about how absurd this show really is when you look back at it like how long is the time frame in oz people are getting executed within like 3 days of getting there and why do they show people if they're just going to kill them within 8 minutes that did happen and why hire so many rappers to play bit roles is there a quota why is there a direct pipeline between this show, The Corner, and The Wire? Oh, and The Sopranos. We didn't forget about y'all. Also, how does Adebisi's hat stay on? Why didn't anybody ever notice he had a CD player in his drawers? And why won't they put cameras up in that gym? These are all questions we talk about and more. So, check us out. Go to linktree backslash HBO RTO to find our latest episode. You can also just type us into your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for checking us out. That's me. Fucking role model.
1: Scary Ghost. Creepy Serial Killers. All things that go bump in the night. Enjoy the view from the open shutters. (laughs) Hi creepsters, I'm Barry Marino. I'm Philip Landry. And this is a special Open Shutters movie review. Open Shutters goes to the movies. It is, and this is the third take. We never have so many takes, do we? Are you telling them? <laughs> I'm telling them. Oh, anyway, this this movie. Uh, we usually we've done some really good movies, haven't we?
2: Yeah,
1: but but not this week. <laughs> no, they, no, they can't all we've, be winners. We picked a stinker, and I'm telling you. We have had more problems. Our internet went out in the middle of watching the movie. It's cursed. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, had, we had all kinds of interruptions. One of the takes, our first take, somebody called on the phone. So we had our Roz called again. again. Our Roz called, like he did last week. I left it in last week, but I can't have that happen in every week. And it's just been it's just been one crazy thing after another. So let's get back to this crappy movie that we're reviewing today. It's called Road Games. It stars Stacy Keach, Jamie Lee Curtis, and Marion Edwards. It's an Australian thriller about a truck driver named Patrick Quidd, played by Stacy Keach, who is actually a pretty fine actor. And this must have been a little low in his career, because right around the same time, he also did Butterfly with Pia Zadora.
2: I mean, he was giving me daddy vibes, but yeah, this movie. Well, was he, talking,
1: he had a lot of daddy vibes in that Butterfly movie, because he's... he's sexually involved with a girl he thinks is his daughter
2: oh
1: that's bizarre yeah the people that played by pia zadora and that's the one that pia zadora won the uh golden globe and there was a big old controversy over it and everything i don't know if you you would do too little to remember that oh, but anyway i, I um, might not
2: even been born yet it was
1: 1981
2: i was i was born in in 1981
1: yeah in yeah. late 1981 yeah so anyway um this had to have been a little bit of a lull in Stacey, Stacey Keach's career. And then we have Jamie Lee Curtis, who was hot off of her little trio of horror films, which included the original Halloween, uh, yep. Terror Train, and Prom Night. All three pretty good slasher films that she starred in. But she kinda she kinda stumbled here. <laughs> she would have a few stumbles throughout her career after that. I know. But was... she she survives it all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, uh, Patrick Quid pulls into the motel and we, we already mentioned that he strangled the woman with the The woman's playing the guitar. I'ma say it again. In case we said it before I'm still with it. This uh this guy he sees a green van where a guy picked up a hitchhiker, a female hitchhiker, and he sees them checking into the motel. So later we see the naked hitchhiker playing the guitar. Yeah. And she's all covered up, and you can't even really see her face because her head's down. And he's in the bathroom. The guy that picked her up is in the bathroom, and he's putting gloves on, and he's got a guitar string, and he strangles her with the guitar string. So Quid wakes up the next morning, and he has a pet dingo that sniffs at the garbage outside. What's that with the dingo?
2: I like the pet dingo. Actually, the pet dingo was one of the few things that actually was kind of endearing or cute in the movie. This His name was Boswell. Bos for short.
1: And this dingo didn't need anybody's baby. Too bad he didn't need anybody. No, no, baby. he didn't need anybody. I would like to see him eat a Yorkie. <laughs> 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 oh, those are annoying little dogs, aren't they? <sighs> so anyway, he's, uh, the dingo is, uh, uh, the van driver, he's watching a dingo from the window of the motel room. So then Quid picks up a load of pigs from a place called Universal uh, Meats. Oh,
2: God. Oh, what
1: was that on the truck? It was a, a cartoon pig, kind of like looking like Porky Pig, <laughs> chopping up pork. Kind of has a serial killer vibe. He's, like, chopping up his own species. Yeah.
2: It didn't say nice to meet you or something. Like yeah, that.
1: nice to meet you with meat spelled M-E-A-T. Oh, God. So he's got a... Um, so he sets off for Perth with his load. Perth is a city in Australia, isn't it? And he's passing various characters on the road. Has a nagging wife and her family, a man a hauling a, a sailboat, and a station wagon crammed full of toy balls. And then he passes another female hitchhiker. I love the line he said. That, that was one of the good lines in it when he says, a man with all the sports balls in his car, and he says, oh. that man has balls. Yes. So then, um, so the wife um, creates a roadblock by streaming pink paper across the highway. And when Quid stops, she gets into the cab and orders Quid to catch up with her husband. Her husband left her on the road. Now, this is played by um, by Marion Edwards, a, a very, very prominent Australian actress. I was reading up a little bit about her.
2: What was with that wig though? What well, she, she
1: cuts it with the curlers in her hair. Yeah, she
2: has the curlers the first, and then, then and just, then the
1: next time we see her, she's got this red wig on. That Supposedly, wig Supposedly she fixed her hair, you know. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they need to get. Re-fixed. So they start playing these different these little games in the in the car. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, like the old uh, animal, vegetable, mineral. Yeah, one. and then she's
1: telling them about
2: on the news.
1: There's a maniac on the loose. Does anybody ever call anybody a maniac anymore?
2: Not really, not often.
1: I mean, I I remember uh, I remember <laughs> when somebody one time somebody got killed when I was a kid. It was like a the whole family was was uh, killed by the woman's uh, boyfriend's nephew or something like that. And I remember everybody saying the maniac that was on the loose. And I always just had this this image of this crazed man, you know, that kind of looks like a caveman with a knife going, ah!
2: I think the point is, is I think we have so much maniacs now that you just don't use the word because there's so many people that are crazy.
1: Now. Yeah, well, when we call them serial killers or sociopaths or... or we get um, very suspe- yes. specific
2: about their mania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We call it, you
1: know. But anyway, she's talking about a maniac on it that's killing women and uh, It's a serial killer, you know. And and so she starts thinking that Quinn's a serial killer because he starts acting really weird and bizarre. And then he sees the, um, he sees a green van, uh, parked along the road. And she tells him that the man is digging a hole. So, of course, he automatically believes that this is a serial killer. So, uh... So he seems to be burying the bed. Ba- he had some garbage bags that he's kept burying and Quinn watches him through the binoculars and he abandons his work and runs off so then there's a so then there, and then the woman she gets all scared and she starts running away remember and she almost jumps off the cliff I
2: was kind of hoping what, she slipped and fell what it, it was a reason
1: it. for her to why would she jump off a cliff why Would she'd rather fall I don't know to it, her was, it was so dumb that I almost wanted her to slip and
2: fall that's how dumb it was. <laughs> so then he goes to Rhodes
1: uh house and the guy, the serial killer who's a bear driver, hits the poor dingo on the head. That was sick. And Quid chases him, but he encounters a slow moving boat driver and he refuses a Lake Quinn pass. So Quid destroys the boat, but the green van is too far off to catch. Now why he destroy that man's boat vo- boat? He's supposed to be the hero of the thing and he's destroying people's property.
2: Oh, that man des- you're talking about the boat on the road? Yeah. Man deserved to get destroyed, because that man kept fish tailing. Yeah, That no. man was getting annoying I with the know, boat. he
1: was annoying. So then he picks up another fee- a fit- a hitchhiker <laughs> named Pamela Rushworth, played by the great Jamie Lee Curtis. And they had a really good line. He says something about, aren't you, um, he says, aren't you young to be hitchhiking? Because at the time, Jamie Lee Curtis was only, what, 19, 20, 21, or something like that. And she says, "Aren't you too old to be picking me up?" <laughs> so I mean, it's 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 um. It's established that he's old enough to be her father, but there's this little sexual tension, supposed sexual tension. But I didn't see any chemistry between the two of them. Did you? It was awkward. So then he they, they she she reveals that she's an that she's the daughter of a powerful American diplomat, and he tells her to her, call her father and let him know uh, she's all right. And then they start talking about the serial killer. So they're on the service station, and they notice the green vans parked near the restroom. So Quinn's getting as crazy as can be, and he goes into the restroom.
2: Wait, and I do mention all the while outside, there's a damn car alarm going off on that damn vehicle that had all the balls in it. Yeah. Had, the balls, had a sense alarm or whatever. And so we are watch it's the most
1: annoying scene. It's very distracting. It's aggravating. You know, I always found car alarms to be distracting yeah. anyway when people's alarms go off in the street and everything. But this is... um, This is just, just it really... It
2: was extra annoying. But yeah, go on and let It was know. really annoying. So
1: anyway, I thought it was kind of funny as uh, the bathrooms had Fred Flintstone <laughs> by the men's room and Wilma <laughs> Flintstone by the, by the ladies' room. It was bizarre. So he goes into, and for a weapon, he picks up this...
2: Propeller. Yeah, that's an old, ass a old
1: rusted ass. Old rusted ass propeller, and goes into the bathroom, and he. I sees, kept
2: thinking he was going to need a tetanus shot after that.
1: <laughs> he sees these boots, so he starts threatening the guy in the stall. Yeah. Meanwhile, Jamie Lee Curtis, Pam, Pamela, also known as Hitch, is go, goes into the green van to, to um. Investigate, and encounters the serial killer. Oh, yeah, Sarah Kelly was in the sleeping bag. Yeah, he was in the sleeping bag. So, um, Quinn's in there, threatening this guy, and when the guy opens the door, it's not him. It's, it's a motorcyclist. Yeah, the guy did have a nice nice motorcycle jacket, though.
2: That red Yeah, motorcycle.
1: yeah, so it says there's a motorcyclist in a red motorcycle jacket. He has a, uh... To
2: match his red motorcycle. <laughs>
1: so then, um... Quid's all apologetic, and when he gets goes out of the bathroom, he notices that the van's gone. And he decides he has to go after him, so he jumps on the guy's motorcycle.
2: You didn't know to use it.
1: And yeah, he crashed it. So they were working on his truck. He gets the he 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 takes the truck down off the jack and starts going after him. And what happens next. He starts assuming that she I, I don't know where he gets this from but he heard he heard people laughing or giggling in the, in the van or something and he assumed that they were having sex that quid and uh, that uh, hitch and, uh, and the and the the killer were having sex so he's uh, on no, he's just automatically knee jerk reaction typical Of what you would call what they call back then a male chauvinist pig, Mm -hmm. totally misogynist, and he's just saying all these misogynist things about women. So finally, he goes to a way station, and then he sees a van, and they tell him that he has some kind of stuff on his axle, and he goes, "Oh, because he has a little bit more weight than he should." And they said, "Oh," he says, "Oh, no, I got to go. Thank you, bye," and he leaves. He goes after the van. Yeah, because he's pushing
2: those piggies to Purse. he got to get that meat to Purse.
1: So then, uh, what happens next? Um, they, oh, God, the most ridiculous chase scene I've ever seen. They go through a city, and there's a policeman chasing them. And. The truck and the van and the police car and this poor old man drops his glasses. In the but neither
2: the van nor the truck runs
1: over, but the police police car, car the runs small... over the goddamn glasses. Yeah, right? poor man's glasses get destroyed. Poor old man. Poor old man and oh god, he. Probably, I hope he was on some the Australian version of Medicaid or something. Like I don't know. That's glasses. nineteen. That's in the early eighties. I don't know. And so, um <laughs> so then the. Um, his truck gets stuck in the alleys, and the van reaches a dead end. And the dro- the, the the killer attempts to strangle uh, Quid with a garrote. How do you say that? Garrote, garrote. But Quid manages to disarm him, and when he starts to tries to strangle the gu- van driver with the same weapon, the police assume that Quid is the killer because the whole time. That woman has called the police on him, so they think he's the serial killer. Oh yeah,
2: because they create yeah. They're...
1: So uh, they have quit, uh, you know. Down, the police have him him restrained, and they free Pamela from the van, and they learn from her. Hey, you got the wrong guy. This is the killer. So they finally they get him. So then he, uh, he delivers a shipment of meat and he tells Pamela that he had found his trailer door open and discovered that the load weighed a few kilos over. So he presumed that the fan driver killed her and put her in there. But the meat, at the meat facility, a woman cleaning out the back of the trailer is brushed by a guitar string hanging from the ceiling. And when she pulls on it, the human head falls out of the It's, it's a bucket. cleaning bucket, yeah. Go credits. Okay, this was um, this was meant to be very Hitchcockian because it was a film by uh, it was directed by Richard Franklin, who actually did a fine job with Psycho Two. It wasn't Psycho Two wasn't Hitchcock. It wasn't the original Psycho. Right. But it was a. I think it was, I always thought it was a better than average sequel. Right. It was a lot better than we would expected it to be, and um, it was uh... I don't know. This movie got wonderful reviews. It has a ninety-one percent fresh rating on on um, on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't get it now. Um, Franklin, oh, here's a little story about the casting. He had, uh, he had wanted to cast Sean Connery in the lead, but he couldn't afford his salary, so that's how he got um, Stacey Keach. And there was an Australian ap- uh, actress named Lisa Peers that was cast to play opposite. But the U.S. distributors insisted on an American co-star, so he got Jamie Lee Curtis.
2: Wish they wrote that correctly, because she was a diplomat's daughter. So yeah, it works yeah. okay on the writing, on that, on
1: that, on that part. Yeah. So, now, but, it it bombed at the box office. I can see why. <laughs> but Franklin did get the job of Psycho two two years later, which he yeah. did a much better job right, with right. than he did with this right. film. And Variety gave the film a positive review, called it an above-average suspenser. I don't see it. The New York Times gave the film a middling review, saying although Road Games was made in Australia, the Outback might as well be the New Jersey Turnpike. And Tom Out gave a positive review, saying it's precisely its pretensions which make this surprisingly agreeable cross of Angus Ridd's 70s road movie with a Hitchcockian thriller. Effective as a string of cinematic shocks, the movie manages a good number of coups. With its cargo of raw meat, use of Jamie Lee Curtis's association with the endless knife flicks, and ever-so-slightly-surreal pacing of figures in vast land, making for an endearing horror pick. I don't see... It. And it actually won some codes. It won the... Um, Australian Film Institute Awards for Best Support Actress, Best Cinematography, and Best Editing. And it won the Saturn Awards for Best International Film and Best DVD Classic Film Release.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. And Quentin Tarantino says that this is just one of his favorite films.
2: Okay. I'm going to try to pop. There were... Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll break it down. You're right. Yeah. Writing... There were a couple of fun little moments, but there was also quite a bit that really was like, what the hell? The writing was... The writing had... For the few hits there were, there were a bunch of misses. Yeah. The filming. Let's talk about the actual filming. And the... The settings at times, some of them were nice and vast in the landscapes. I mean, the cliff scene was kind of funny. I'll give it credit. And it was beautiful. I only—I couldn't me. find a
1: reason for it. But it didn't
2: always make sense of the filming. I will say the nighttime scenes weren't made as creepy as they could. The lighting was not as well done as I've seen in other Horror films of the same era. Yeah, and so and and it's not like they couldn't have done it because hey, what we're talking about if we're going to sit here and talk about a movie that Jamie Lee Curtis is in, Halloween was a couple of years before, and the lighting in there. And was that was a amazing. low budget film,
1: and this had a very low but, budget. But feel am I right? It. Your lighting yes. in
2: Halloween in nighttime scenes really does creep you out. Yes. This doesn't creep me out,
1: and there was ways they could have done that. What I always found creepy about Halloween is that it didn't happen in the big haunted house. It happened in the house like a house we would live in. Exactly. But you
2: there know? was really good lighting in the in that film that I didn't get here. I didn't get no.
0: that.
2: No. Um, to be honest about one of the only real scenes I can say where I would say filming and editing kind of worked was the back of the truck. I'll give I'll give that credit. With the
1: meat hanging and everything. But that's one and the scene end, out of how many? And the ending was kind of cool with that, that head falling into the, that's the what, soap was, bucket.
2: How much footage is that compared to the rest of the film? Not mm. that much.
1: Yeah, that head falling into the soap bucket was kind of cool, too. I like that. Oh, no, that but, was cool. But wow. anyway, uh, overall, though... Oh God! I had a whole lot of trouble getting into I it. I
2: didn't know whether I was watching a comedy, a horror, a wh- I I don't know what I was watching at a point. I had to, I was like I felt like I was having an existential crisis watching the goddamn movie.
1: It's just I don't know. I had a whole lot of trouble, and then we had the interruption with the the, the internet. This movie's cursed. This whole episode is cursed because first of all, we had. Um, we, had, we kept on getting phone calls and text messages and interruptions because we were doing some work on the candle business, candle and soap business also, so we kept getting interrupted with that. And then we had a storm outside, which blew the power for like a split second, but it was just enough to fry the internet, and we had to unplug the goddamn modem and plug it fucking back in to get it to work.
2: You know what was sad? I felt like... It's one of those situations where I felt like they had all the right elements utilized in the wrong way. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And You it's, had good cast, you had good location, you had this, you had that, but you're misusing everything.
1: And like I said, it had a, it, 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 I saw it had a made-for-TV. 70s made-for-TV you know vibe what? to it.
2: Even with what you're saying there, I've seen better made-for-TV even. You know, I had that ABC
1: movie of the week from but, 1972. But even Kinda, some of
2: those were yeah. better done than this.
1: Yeah, because Brian's song is one of those. Um, you know, what's one of the other classics? Home for the Holidays with uh, Eleanor Parker, Sally Field, Jessica Walter, yeah. and um, I forget what the other girl's name was. She was Sal Mineo's ex-girlfriend. His beard. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, so um, it had a lot of, it, it, you know, some of those were good. They were quickies, you know. They were. There were some drive-in movies that were more engaging than that, because the drive-in movies kind of had. Uh, uh, I always saw them as kind of like a, a trashy art form. So well, like yeah. John Waters movies, you know, they're they're, they're kind of they're bad, but they're good bad. <laughs> you know? So yeah, but this wasn't good bad. This movie had so many holes. And so many different types of um... now performances. Let's look at the performances. Tiki, what you thought of him, of his performance? I mean,
2: I think some of his facial expression, some of his look, was good. I'd say a couple of sometimes when he was hitting little like one-liners out there, those were kind of good. Yeah. But overall, I felt it sometimes.
1: A suck fest? It was just lost. <laughs> yeah, like the
2: overall character was lost. It's I like, think a lot of that's the director's again, fault. And it's once again, like I said, great, perfect actor. He looks like he fits in the role by the look, and he has all the potential, but totally misutilized.
1: And Jamie Lee Curtis, in my opinion, looked like she was just collecting the paycheck. She was. But once again, good asset. Totally misutilized. Well, the thing about it too is there was no chemistry between her and Stacey Keach, even though they were trying to suggest some kind of romantic will they or won't they kind of thing. And they could have done it, I just don't know why. And it it did, wasn't, they there. Just, there wasn't anything between, there was no spark. Even like I said with the Piazzadora thing, he had a spark with Piazzadora. But he didn't have a spark with this. With and I'm guessing,
2: records. with as much issues as I'm seeing here, I guess a lot falls on the director of this.
1: Yeah, yeah, a, a lot of that. And I'm glad. The that only casting that was
2: the best was the dingo.
1: The dingo. Now, did, what about the dingo? Did the best expression. Yeah. What, what about what about uh, Marion Edwood? She was pretty good comedy relief. Really. She
2: was good on the <laughs> comedy. And, and I think she was meant to be the comedy relief, but yeah. she didn't.
1: Yeah. She she pretty much did what she was yeah. supposed to do, and she 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 nailed what she was supposed to but
2: do. But my other problem is because so much was being mismanaged around her in the filming, even it made it even though she was doing a good job, it made it, it, made it
1: difficult. Well, I mean, she having to get into the thing with curlers, and then the next shot of her, she's wearing this really awful wig. That would make no sense for having curlers. No. Like there's stuff like that like well I I think we were supposed to believe that that was her hair and she took the curls out and styled her hair all in those few seconds.
0: I kind of suspend it. your
1: belief a little bit. Huh? I not see it. <laughs> all right, I think that, that no I think that's what it was meant to do but it didn't it failed. Yeah, it, it was did. a fail.
2: But like I said the best performer Boswell, the dingo. Boswell, was the, the dingo. Best yeah,
1: and he was well, very well trained. He really but, yeah, was. Yeah, he was a very likable dingo. But even if he didn't need the Yorkie, he was a very likable dingo.
2: And that, like you said, that has less to even do with the director because a lot of the, the dingo probably had a trainer. Yeah. And that just shows how good the trainer probably yeah, the, was. Yeah,
1: the animal trainer. The yeah. animal trainer
2: did an amazing job.
1: And, yeah, so we have... Um, Okay, how many how many uh, shutters do you give this film? See if you if you agree with me.
2: I had a lot of hope going into this, but by the time it ended, one and a half. Shutters. Yeah,
1: I, I I don't know. I'm pushing it on one and a half. I know. I'm I'm pushing I, one and a half's pushing it. I really want to give it one, <laughs> but I hate to give anything. i the I'm giving the one and a half
2: because of Boswell.
1: Yeah, this is the lowest rating of any movie that we have reviewed. We've been reviewing movies now for, what, about three or four months? And this is the lowest rating, so far. This is the worst movie we've reviewed, as far as I'm concerned. So, anyway, um, it is uh, available on. Uh, we had to, I had to actually buy it. I spent 10 bucks on this film.
2: Wow. How did you realize that?
1: I wow. had to buy this, because <laughs> it's not on any of the streaming services, so I had to buy it from Amazon Prime. Oh my God! What I could have done with that ten dollars! I should have rented it for two dollars. Five figures. Oh look, that it's cheap. This is a good price. I'm gonna buy this. I'll probably want to watch it again. Well, I don't. Wow. I, I never want to see it again. So anyway, um, it's all it's not available on any streaming service or any um uh, premium. TV, Showtime, any of that. If you want to see it, you got to rent it. And you got to rent it from either Voodoo... I don't even know if you can rent from Voodoo. You can rent it from Amazon Prime, I know that.
2: You probably could rent it from Yeah, Prime. so,
1: yeah, I mean, if you if you really want to, you know, waste a good... You want to waste a good hour and 40 minutes of your talk, go for it. But I would not recommend buying it, because you're probably not going to want to see it again. You know it was a
2: better Australian one? Wasn't it like Razorback or something with the damn... That was a better Australian horse. And what
1: about the road? uh, The Road Warrior with Mel Gibson. Yeah, Road Warrior too. Now the Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. They had some good. Australia is perfect for road films. They have. Yeah. They have all that that desert and. uh, And and that's one of the things we did. We
2: did talk about when we were watching the movie is Australia compared to the U.S. is probably one of the only other places that really has that idea of an
1: open road in the sense that we think of. So anyway, this is the last of our last movie review of our uh, series uh, "Death on the Open Road: Highway Homicides," and we still got um, we still we still going to have actually well the next the regular episode is going to be posted before this yeah. one, and that's the um, the Freeway Killer William Bonin. He's a big old, a big old creepster. We, have, we we did a lot of creepsters this month, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, Some of the creepiest people we've (laughs) covered this month. We got more coming. Uh, Uh, Yeah, and well, and next (laughs) month, what's our new series again? Tell them about our new series.
2: Next month's gonna be "The Devil Made Me Do It."
1: Oh, we are actually
2: going to explore the idea of whether possession, whether uh, being claiming to be a Satanist actually does make you kill, and we're gonna explore those ideas. And what we may agree with, not agree with, what we think, what we and what's our first?
1: What is our first? Um, we're doing Richard Ramirez is our first. No, no, no,
2: no, no, no. We're going to be doing uh, Berkowitz. Oh, so Berkowitz. It's on so the same. same. going to be our first. And our first movie is going to be Omen. Oh. So we're really going to be exploring. Yeah. The idea. Are we
1: doing The Exorcist during this that month too? During August, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to be well, doing. Well, I uh, hope, I, some hope we great could, I just hope that classics. we could get Shaughnessy Barker. To do the Exorcist yes, with her, yes. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, am actually gonna send her a, um, I'm gonna send her a text tonight, and see if she's interested in, yeah. in, in reviewing the Exorcist. I also want to get uh, from uh, Friday night, from late night frights, uh, where, um, um, Faith wants to do a true crime thing with us. I'd like for her to, maybe she might want to do one of these, but you know, I'd like to do Derek Todd Lee, the Baton Rouge serial killer, Baton Rouge as one, you know, with her. So, yeah, that would be something she ha- might have some knowledge with. Cause she said she always wanted to do a true crime uh, podcast that yeah. she's doing a movie podcast now. Anyway, uh, also, uh, shout out to, oh yes, yes, yes. So, should I do this in the regular episode? Or can I do this now? And that really cool tweet that we got. Let's do it in a regular episode, oh, yeah. but I'm still going to shout out to him. It's a man, um, it, what is his name again? I'm, I'm going to shout them out in this episode, but we also going to shout them out and yeah. and give him a uh, and and give him some. Um, okay, where are you now? I'm I, I'm trying oh to goodness. find you on here, Philip. Oh goodness! <laughs> Come on, damn it! Okay, there we go. Y'all got to
2: realize when we do the regular episodes... it's called the Pint Super with Wars.
1: Peter, and he talks about different. He, he, yeah, he, he has a pretty good podcast. Is uh, it's different subject matter from ours. But uh, he said some really nice things. He says, I'm going to talk about it. You had that to me. I'm going to really talk nice. about it in, the, in, in our regular episode that we're getting ready to record soon. Yeah. So, anyway, um, you could follow us on Twitter at A Shutters. Our uh, Instagram is at Open Shutters Podcast. Our Facebook business page is Open Shutters, a Creepy Podcast. Facebook group, the official page for Open Shutters, a Creepy Podcast. Our Patron is www.patreon.com slash Uh And our Roz did a little work on our Patreon account. We're going to probably get it back up again pretty soon. We don't really have a whole lot of content on it right now. And uh, our email is openshuthers at yahoo.com. So we will, uh, this will be probably, this, this episode is probably going to be posted on, this is this is Wednesday, Thursday, July 29th, so, so it's going to be Saturday, Sunday, August
2: 1st. Sunday morning, yeah,
1: Saturday night. Sat- Sunday, August 1st is going when this one will be yeah, posted. Sure. So, until the next time, enjoy the view from the open shutters. But don't
2: fall out the window.
1: Unless you make a really crappy movie with good stars. <laughs>
2: But
1: don't utilize them well. But don't and, and and but we don't want the dingo falling out of the window. Yeah, no dingo. We love the
2: dingo.
1: Ah, <laughs> right, thank you.